her. Sweet that she has a tendency to, um, mm. the only thing stick mean about her, her is her hair. Literally, stick Literally, with her. Stick, <laughs> stick with it. <laughs> and we're live. This is Embracing the Wild. I'm Abby Pagood. And I'm Audra Watley. Yeah, I have nothing after that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like, hope you embrace your inner wild. It's like, no, that's fine the end, right? <laughs> beginnings and <laughs> so what has been up with you well i'm very excited because well i like that it rained today. i know i love the rain today i love even the though rain. it you know kind of postponed me leaving for about an hour and a half but i think that's fully necessary yes it right was good. and then i have been working on making sure that i leave time for myself to you know, allow the universe to kind of dictate my schedule. Like last week was like very unpredictable, very all of a sudden, like had twice the amount of downtime than I am normally comfortable with, which really had me kind of say, hmm, what am I missing here? Like, would it like, and I mean that by when I normally jump into things and go, 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 I have this, I have that. And then it was like, okay, I had a day where it was like everybody left my schedule. So it was like, oh, look, you have a day off. You could catch up on your to-dos, but my brain was like, <laughs> and so then that <laughs> turned into, hmm, let's just kind of hang out and do things and spend a little time with the kids and, you know, really kind of reboot the soul system, I guess you could say. Yeah. How about you? Well, I kind of similar actually. I um, I thought I had an event on sat- Saturday, and so I had planned to go see my nephew's soccer game on the weekend before Halloween. And I called on Friday and was like, "Okay, I haven't seen any of the information. You know, can you send me the times and everything else?" And she's like, "Oh, it's not until the 29th. And I was like. Wait, what? Shit balls. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was going to go see my nephews. I mean, I had like literally scheduled to go. And I was like, okay, I can just throw stuff in the car and go this weekend and go to his game Saturday morning. Right. Which ended up being great, you know. And, um, you know, it turned out that uh, my brother and sister-in-law had a kind of date night sort of oh, thing nice with some other couples yeah. that was like somebody else's birthday some bash or whatever else right and so the kids came and stayed with us my mom and i and we played cards and we had a ping pong tournament and we oh, cute. had a little dance party and goofed off i mean it was so much fun that, see well and that's the thing <laughs> it's like it's like the unexpected pops up in you and like i've noticed that kai is like doing this weird thing where like, he all of a sudden is like, well, I'm scared. Oh, I'm scared. Oh, I'm scared. And I'm like, but are you really, though? Like, you know, and I'm not saying that he doesn't know what fear is. I mean, like, kids naturally get to this point where they start having, like, nightmares and things like that between, you know, the age of two and three when creativity flow is, like, you know, really just broadening. But it's so funny because it, I'm kind of like, where, why is he even almost... It's almost like he'll start ta- discussing something, like he's scared about something happening or whatever being done to him or whatnot. Like I could chase him down the hallway and I'm like, "Oh, mom, you scared me" or something. And it's like, "Why? I've never beat you. Like, <laughs> like I've never beat you. I don't yell at you, kid. I tell you to like respect 
your space. I diffuse like bombs in the house when they go off, meaning like the children have just lost their ever loving minds. And I'm like, everybody, there's a space. Calm down. Like whatever. And then he's like, I'm scared. I'm like of what? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that reaction. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, I, I just think it's kind of interesting. I do know that he is more hypersensitive. So if I like, Today, I had to go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And so when he is, he's trying to, he's there and he's trying to assist and help out. And I'll, I'll give him a direction, but he's sick. So he'll get distracted and like whatever. And I'll be like, buddy, right there, right there, whatever. If I give him a task, he's totally fine. But then just him watching me do hustle and bustle, it's like he's very sensitive to chaotic energy. Mm, yeah. I you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm very sensitive to chaotic energy. <laughs> it's like speaking of spending the weekend with my niece and nephew and mom. Um, <laughs> well, and that's the other thing, too. I was like, they're great. But yeah. it's just, I, you know, living alone and, you know, my dog is the only thing that really makes noise in the house. It, and most of the time I tell her to go outside. You know, she has an inside bark and an outside bark, believe it or not. But at the same time, it's like being around you know, a preteen boy and a teenage girl and music on and playing cards and just my mom's house has more space yeah. that, that noise just reverberates off of. I mean, there was a point where I was like, I think I just need to go to the bathroom and hide for three minutes so yeah. I can like not be in the welcome chaos. To my, yeah, welcome you know? to my world. With my <laughs> like, two dogs and two children and mother and husband. Like, I was like, I just need shh. Well, so and sometimes I will say... On occasional Tuesday, it will be like, I don't have a client in the morning. All I have is my acupuncture at 1230. The kids leave at 9. <laughs> and my mom goes off to do her pickleball, and the house is quiet. And I'm like, I want to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's sometimes where my husband's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, sitting in the chair, looking at the computer. And it's like I am, but I'm <laughs> but, but I'm not like mentally there. Like, like I'm just enjoying I'm soaking in the quiet. <laughs> exactly, and it's like and it's not and it's yeah. it's like my own little tiny like selfish moment. And I've seen I've seen moms that like actually, you know, play on their phone in the parking lot of a grocery store for an extra ten or fifteen minutes, or claim <laughs> to take a nap or something like that. I've never done that. Because I just don't have the time to spare the I extra would so 10 be minutes. that person. I'll be like, just... <laughs> what are you doing? I'm oh. power napping in the, in the parking lot. <laughs> right. I can totally see you doing that. <laughs> I'd be like, shh. Right. Then me go sitting in the door as your guard dog. Yeah. Like, keep it down. Keep it down. She'd be like, oh, this is sleep time. I'm just going to crawl right on top of you and lie right here. <laughs> Probably. Oh, gosh. And what you would hear was her snoring because she does. <laughs> Oh my gosh, can you imagine somebody walking past and be like, oh my god, a lady and her dog died. Like, like, Ma'am, are you okay? <laughs> Just like, she ruined All I have nap. to do is listen for the dog snores. <laughs> oh no, the car is already shaking. <laughs> Cracks me up. <laughs> you know, I did find it interesting that like, you going to your mom's and playing with your niece and nephew, and that's awesome. I love that. But I always still feel like I'm turned on. Anytime, mm -hmm. like you mentioned, like, okay, the couples got to go, like, go off and have their little couple night. That's awesome. I love that. I don't do that enough because I always feel turned on. 
And then I need a day to be just off completely. And then sometimes I'll have people like pull me back into on mode. And then it's like I never got the day like off off. Do you get what yeah, I'm saying? I, no, I totally get it because it's like, you know, and my family does this to me to a certain extent too of like, it, even though I'm there as like a vacation for me, the first thing that somebody's going to ask about is the program I'm working on or they're going to ask a question about supplements or, Word. you know, my yeah. brother's like, oh, I need such and such from the office. And I'm like... Why does our existence have to be a reminder of healthcare? Right. I mean, like everything, everything, that everywhere that I go, it's like somebody's going to pick my brain about it. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, at some point I just have to get to be okay with it. Yeah. And there's times where I literally say, you know what, I'm in vacation mode right this second and I, I can't even tell you. Yeah, my brain is not on. I'm like, call me on Monday. Yeah. Well, see, and my and my thing is, is like, I would like to be able to run into someone at the grocery store without them being like, oh, don't look in my cart. <laughs> right. And it's like, I wasn't even freaking thinking about it. Like, I'm sure I would have observationally seen something you got and probably gone like, like, whoa. What you eating that pizza for? <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, but that's the thing is that I don't because I, I mean, I myself just got back from the grocery store. I had to run to Walmart because Walmart has cheaper and cleaner chips that my kids can have because right. some of the other ones have too much, too much chemical, whatever. I need just potatoes in the oil and like, salt. there's a thing. Yeah. Like, potatoes, done. oil, salt. Yeah. Done. Like, yeah. that's it. And I don't need like the hydrogenated or dehydrogenated or any of the other extra crap that's in there. Right. And so I like I went to the you know to the Kroger <laughs> and then I went over to the Walmart or whatever. But I just went in and bought chips. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like if anyone looked in my cart and knowing what I do for a living, they would be like, "Ooh!" And I'm like, "Well, I'm not a nutrition Nazi. Like, right? I'm a realist, and my kids still eat food, junk food. They're." One of them's about to be four freaking teen. Right. Uh, if I don't feed her at least something that makes her feel good, like not feel good as emotional feel good, but like still like when she wants her crunchies or she wants to have her indulgences, indulgences need to be part of the practical spectrum. Right. And I feel like that that's the same thing too of like, you know, when we're adulting and it's like giving your time off or having your little vacation clip or whatever, but always balance the onness with the off. Right. Yeah. It's like you have to ha you have to have that off time. I, I I because I have a lot of time by myself outside of office hours, you know, I fill it with other stuff, but at the same time I do feel like I get that off time. Mm -hmm. But then there's always the I mean, if I check my email, there's always the email that somebody's asking random questions right. or there's always somebody reaching out and pulling you know, it's, it's energy. almost like pulling energy yeah. out of your out of your channel, and it's it's almost like you know people don't don't stop to think that, and this is one of the reasons that I I got my own phone line at some point separate from my business is because people don't stop to think that just because they're up at eleven o'clock at night and want to reschedule their appointment that you are you know trying to wind down and go to bed. Yeah, but I do I do not disturb that shit. Like, yeah. I, well, like yeah, a mad you, you person. Have to. Yeah, I mean, like, I have you my do not disturb to. is, like, as soon as I have that on at 9 o'clock until freaking 9 o'clock the next day. I don't like getting messages at 7, 8 o'clock when I'm getting started for the day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to wait and get my messages when I'm ready to handle it because it will feel like an energy suck. Right. Like, there is that. And that's the other thing I've noticed, too, is that it's, like, the same thing. It didn't occur to me that you could leave your energy ports 
open and draining just by an incentive of saying, oh yeah, we should get coffee sometime and leaving it in dangling in the air. Right. right, and it could even be some. It could be somebody that you absolutely adore, and you've been dying to get coffee with, and you just never have the chance. And then it could be the annoying person that you really don't want to see, but you just say it to be cordial and be act like you're gonna do something, even though it's just a passerby. Both systems drain your energy. It's it's an energy suckage, and it just we just need to stop it. Yeah. And I, that just reminded me. I'm like, oh crap! I didn't schedule that. I need to call her. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is she? The annoying one? No, or the, I'm just kidding. Actually, uh, we don't really. Have, I mean, so not that many she's, um, she's actually in one of the same training programs that I am. Oh look, there's something running by. Ambulance. Um, <laughs> she's actually in the same training program that I am. And the first time that we met for. It's an international program, right? So it's yeah. all over the U.S. and Canada and whatever else. And the fact that she lives, you know, 10 minutes away was kind of like, oh, hey, we should meet for coffee sometime. Yeah. And we did. And we ended up, like, sitting there at Starbucks and talking for at least four hours the first time that Holy we met. Holy crap. And so we just kind of had this really cool, like, connection and on the same, you know, That's awesome. plane and, and same mindset and... Um, she was just really, really neat to talk with. And, That's you know, so she had kind of like texted me out of the blue and said, hey, we should meet for coffee again. And I'm like, absolutely. And that's where it stopped. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, but this is the thing is that I've decided instead of having, like, I have so much energy being called on, right? So I have a lot of people randomly needing just light and love, like growth, yes. development, soothingness easing uh taking the edge off of chaos or something just simple simple kind of just clearing rebalancing whatever okay yay that's a good quarter third percent third percent of my 30 percent of my energy okay Mm -hmm. then i've got you know my energy going into the business so there's 30 percent there then i've got my home life and make my self-maintaining energy like just not with the family, but also with the kids and like, and may also making sure I'm doing my self care. And there's another third of my energy. So it's like, where do you fit in? You can't there. I don't have time for leaks. Yeah. So what I have done is, is that people that I'm actually like, you know what? I do want to meet with you. I'm like, okay, if I've said it that week, I've set it into motion that next within the week. Like, because I won't let it expire past that. Because one, it's like, I just, I'm done with lack of intent and making sure that I'm staying focused on, okay, if I'm intentionally on that, I definitely, I want to, I want to experience it. I want to go through that, see if it's a match, see if it's not a match, have those conversations, you know, even just even having the fun conversations with a random, a you know, perfectly random person, mm-hmm. you know, having time to enjoy the, the life experience. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. We can just take a deep breath on that one, right? <laughs> it is. It's a lot to process. But there's, yeah, and you know, I think that we live in a world that is just so fast forward, and there's so, and we've talked about this before, that we're bombarded by so much stuff all of the time that even when you have your own kind of like, okay, business is 50%. Life is 50%, right? You know, it's like, whatever that is, you know, it's like, but you're still like constantly pulled on by everything. Right. That's not even anything to do with you. Right. And it's like, you can say, put a bubble around yourself, protect yourself. It doesn't matter. Whatever. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It's no. like, you still get, you know, pulled, triggered, you know, 
just really the bubble is just to create your own sense of grounding and your own sense of staying in your comfort pool right it's like saying okay you know what i want to i want to be in my happy little paddle pool while everybody is just kind of running amok around me and look at i can just sit here and play <laughs> in my come water come look at splashes splashes <laughs> like you know like, just like you know like that's where abby goes yeah. she's like oh look uh, at ooh, like <laughs> water ah. well and, you know for for being an empath like somebody who's really sensitive um, when I came across that bubble concept the first time of like putting a bubble around yourself, it actually made such a huge difference for me, even huge. just going to Walmart. Right. Oh my gosh. So big, it, you know, and it, you know, it wasn't Walmart alone, but bubbles like, around buildings, or... bubbles around buildings was yeah. big for me. Like right. clearing out the building, making a canopy around a building after the learning the self bubble. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That was really big for me because you know, I don't like holes. We've talked well, about that before. You know, so for, for, for those people out there that have never heard this concept, it's like literally you can shift your energy or if you know you're going into a toxic environment, you can envision like putting a bubble around yourself that protects you from the energy of that space. Mm-hmm. And um, it used to be, like I said, when I first found out about it, even like going to Walmart, going to those places made a big deal. But there was a point in my life where I contracted to do acupuncture at a... Um, drug and alcohol rehab center. Oh, that and, would have been a lot to absorb. And man. so it was like the first time I that I kind of forgot about it and didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I was so so drained and almost sick yeah. for like a week afterwards. And I was like, okay, yeah, I I can't do that. And so I had to make a conscious effort. Like, okay, I'm going out there, big thick bubble right. around right. me, not my stuff. I'm only here to poke needles in people. You know. <laughs> You know, know, it's really interesting because um, Leo this week surprisingly asked, hey, mom, can you work on my coach? Because during vault, she's making everyone really anxious. Like her vibration's too high and it needs to simmer down. Can you work on her? And I immediately was like, well, I can help try to smooth out some of the edges and at least put like calm the environment and we can clear a little bit of that stuff. And I said, you know, this would be a really good time for you to start practicing on your stuff in the moment when you need it. And, you know, if she's in that age where, you know, it's not easy for her to take a step back, close her eyes, do like a meditation mindset. I mean, like sometimes I use, I'm a very hand gestured person. So I could be at a lecture and be watching somebody and they are just very like nervous, you know, they're like voices in their throat and they're like, or even in their chest, they can't find their breath. So I will just seriously like find their like dizziness or their anxiety. And then I'll just anchor them into themselves and just be like, okay, sweetheart, let's just, okay, go ahead with your delivery, get your messaging out. And it's amazing on how just talking to their higher self and helping them ground immediately within two minutes they're at powerhouse. They're getting their message out. It's clear. The delivery is just tra- transcendent. It's amazing. And the only thing that works is when we're we're receptive and we're open to exchanging energy and allowing each- ourselves to help and care for and one another. To receive. Yes. Right. Yeah. Being open to receive and also sending blessings to people. And when when Leo asked me about her coach, you know, and. I think the re- the coach definitely gets more. All the coaches get so anxiety ridden, especially as competition season's coming because it's they're, it's a full grown report card. 
It's their full-blown report card because it's like all of their kids are up on the limelight. And then it's like if they don't perform well, then they get scolded by, you know, like if they're not doing a good enough job. And it's from the parent or the coach or whatever. And it's just like they just, it's this, their self-accountability time. But it, it's interesting that I understand that that's important to them, but they're not realizing that their own anxieties and their own or their own nervousness about it, their own feeling, their change of pulse in vibration. The kids are already so sensitive because they pick up on it so easily, and because they're not gar- as guarded as you know, our, we as, as we become adults, as adults, yeah. right? Unless we're you know trained to understand and see clearly over those parameters but it's interesting because it's like these coaches aren't aware that they're doing that and then but the kids i mean it's like all of a sudden it's like you know don't no different than a third quarter in a game where all of a sudden the tone just drops and then all of a sudden it's like what the hell's wrong with the game it just hit this fuzzle period right, <laughs> right. and it's like it's and like it's nobody's going anywhere no it's kind of playing in the middle of the field right and it's almost like everything just all of the vibe like the, just the vibage of the game just dropped into a little portal of dullness and then everyone's just like whatever and you're like okay and then eventually you have to work yourself out of it but like that is it's really interesting that that was her first her first question is yeah. mom can you do this and i was like actually it's better if you started because I want her to start being aware of being able to do that. And I said, you know, it's as simple as if you don't feel comfortable, like closing your eyes, doing something, say you have to go to the bathroom, do something like go to the locker room, get, find a space where you can, or even sit down and stretch and you can close your eyes and do your mindful meditation, your mindful focus to send blessings and try and soothe the air, you know? And I started telling her like how she can talk to her coach's higher self and Mm say, Hey, you know, would you please go check on some of the other kids? Cause I, I really just need you to respect my space right now and I can't handle your energy and I like, you know, yeah, like there might be some other girls that need you. Like just in a silent way of just mentally yeah. sending that vibration to her and, you know, mom, I can't do that. Like, what, like, <laughs> that, like that's her response. I can't do that. And I was like, yes, you, yes, bit, you, you can. Well, is she, well, and she too, knows you can, but she's know, like, I don't have time for that. I'm at practice. Like, yeah. And it's interesting, like, that's the first place that, and, I, and this isn't a criticism, but the first place that most of us go is, can you fix that person because they're the problem? No, it's not that. And it's... It's internal. But that's what it, yeah, but it's not. It's like, okay, you know, get yourself grounded, get yourself calm, and then push that energy out so that it impacts right. everybody. Right. And, you know, it's really interesting because and- while I don't have, you know, daughters and coaches, it's like my, my niece has a new newer to her horse okay that um you know is is getting trained for jumping and showing and all of that stuff that she does and the horse has never been anywhere other than a stall it's always been in a barn with a stall and so they have it out in the country and he kind of freaked out when he first got out there because he's like too much space oh my gosh that's a lot of stimulation even with you know even in their you know stall it's just a single kind of wooden stall with a um, you know, the stall inside the barn and then the outside little area for him. Um, but it's in a big open space. And he was just like, I mean, he would get anxious and he was pacing back and forth and pawing at the fence and all this kind of stuff. And so I was standing there with her and I'm like, okay, you know, this is yours. 
he's going to connect with you. So I want you to like think about calm and get in your space of calm and then push it towards him. Right. And within seconds of her doing, I mean, it like takes seconds, right? Right. It really does. It's like, she just kind of went, okay, I feel calm. And I'm like, okay, great. When you feel calm, push it towards him. And he stopped pacing. Right. Well, it's like, I don't know how long it lasted, but at the same time, it's like, it's like, that's, she's not trained in anything right she's not trained in energy healing or anything right and it's like she could do it in a matter of seconds because we all have a natural predisposition to do so and right. that's where i wanted leo to like sit down get into a stretch position channel her energy and then project out and that's what i wanted her to do was like get get that get to your harness core. harness your core energy like focus on your solar plexus generate that positive gleaming light and then project it out as far as you possibly can and like that's where i wanted her to go is to just recenter and then refocus mm-hmm. because it all clear itself out and then what's really neat though is that she's been talking about how you know um a lot of her a lot of her gym friends they're very more um like chris very strong christian based you know almost sometimes southern southern like baptist christian you know background almost, yeah um and and so almost what do they call it the oh shoot i can't think of the word it ah. Never mind. It'll come to me. It'll come. Yeah. Um, well, in the, but it's like some of them aren't Baptists. Some of them are, but it's just they're very rooted into their Christianity, which is which is fantastic because there's a bunch of girls that are just you know level headed, believing that a higher power has everything that's going forward, and you know, and what's really sweet is like when you know a girl hurts themselves or they're missing something or whatever, they're like, "We'll pray for you," and you know, we hope you feel better. Sending prayers now, and you know, and they're doing all of that positivity and. Leo kind of said to me and she's like you know she's like mom I don't know if that's weird or not you know because we don't we're not a conformed religion in in our house now it's we're strong believers and I've actually been very insulted when my aunt has actually said like or my aunt or my mother have been dismissive and saying oh well you guys don't really believe and it was like hold on like that is not true like please do not make assumptions just because I follow a more nature based uh, right nature based yeah. um awareness and, yes and it's like you know feeling the energies and working with the divine and all of that stuff like it was a, that doesn't mean i'm not a believer right. um and it's and i'm not denying existence and i'm not denying the bible and i'm not denying any of those things i'm just saying follow what is comfortable for you what aligns with you and opens you up to do good for yourself and humanity and so with my daughter, that's kind of what I said to her. I said, actually, that is fantastic that these girls are doing that because when they're sending prayers or they're sending that, that's them focusing their energy, putting intent into a positive outcome. That is all of the good things that we want going forward. And we need more of that camaraderie in society. And so I thought it was, I love the fact that she's like a part of that, but at the same time, she's still... She doesn't figure out how to speak the language because the language to which I've raised her. And then, you know, her friend came up to her after that vault time. And she was just like, oh, man, because she's also picking up on the coach's vibration as well. So then my daughter said something that was more energetically inclined. And then she kind of was like, wait, what? And then Leo kind of had to, like, you know, rephrase it or whatnot. And then she was just like, yeah, I don't think she's realized she's gifted on that. 
you know, like, and so she's starting to recognize other people's abilities very quickly, which is great, even though they themselves haven't been, um, they haven't been awakened yet. Well, yeah, and and too, it's like, you know, in those kind of situations, because good Lord knows I've had lots of them over the years, um, of just being like, oh, yeah, just pray, you know, when you feel that, just pray for her. She's, she's stressing. Just pray for her. Right, but I feel like when they say that, it's more dismissive. Do but to them, it? it'll lock it in to like, oh, okay, I can actually send her energy that way. You're right. Right? Right. Because, you know, it's like where, where what I do is like, it, you know, over my food, it's like I visualize pulling down white light and surrounding my food. Correct. And that that white light is going to go into my body and nourish my cells. Well, it's the same thing as saying God bless our food and all of the words it's around exactly it. It's exactly the same. Right? It's, it's just, all good, it's positive just, I do it. I just do it with images versus yes. words right. right i do it's, it's more mindful meditation mantras things of that nature and right. it's and it it's the same freaking it's mm-hmm. it's positive energy it's positive light going to just, where it needs to be yeah and i think too much we get stuck on the like physical like words of things or the physical dynamics of things because i think we, we've been kind of trained to do that Ever since birth, without right. really knowing whether, yeah, whether you were aware of it or not, absolutely. And I, I was raised in the same church from the time I was born. Like literally, my mom started going to that church when she was thirteen, and she was there until my nephew was born, and she moved two hours away. Um, you know, eleven years ago. So <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like, I mean, she spent literally a lifetime in that church, and um, while I, there's certain languaging that comes from different um denominations that yeah. it, it just is you know repeated like this is the way that it is da, 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 da. and i think that so many people it's like they can i hate to say this this way they can regurgitate the same words but they're not necessarily cluing into the action of it they're not connecting. They're with, not connecting, we're connecting with, with the terminology, with the meaning, yeah. and like what they're actually creating. Right. Um, so it's like they're not it, understanding it that matter. that action is a manifestation, and like what, and, you know, it is. Um, like it, they're not connecting to the words. They're not connecting to the words right. at all. It's like it's just a, like I said, a regurgitation of the words themselves. Right. Kind right. of like like when Catholicism, they they'll have their rosary and then they do their like ten Hail Marys and things of that nature. Now, a lot of the women I have witnessed are very passionate and you know harness the connectivity of it. They're connecting to the words right. and the actions. Right. It's like they're actually creating a ceremony out of it correct absolutely and i have noticed i i've noticed more um men that you know they just go through the practices because that's what their mother told them to do and then their wife is telling them to do that mm-hmm. you know like that like they're just like okay i'm here and i and i also noticed that too like i mentioned my grandfather last week when we were talking about you know him asking the um the hospice minister if it was okay that he talked to my grandmother it was like he's a man where he showed up and he went through the motions of church but i never really knew if where the connectivity was with that or how deep he actually went with it. And I think towards the end of his years, he was more susceptible to be like, you know, starting to ponder those thoughts. But it didn't, it's interesting that I've noticed that sometimes it very, it comes very late in life. It's more towards like the end review. Right. I, I think that that's changing. But oh, at the yeah. same time, it's like, 
you know, new like, generations especially. Yeah, I was especially say the in their twenties. Generations, they're yeah. just like, no, not doing that. That's just no, no. And uh, you know, and and not that there's anything wrong with religions. I mean, it's like there's, no. there's some really amazing things good that guidances. come out of um, out of it. But it's like I think that when religion is used as just like you know learning a verbiage to regurgitate over and over again without actually doing the spiritual practices that are talked about in that religion. It's like this, you know, all, all religions are created around having a spiritual practice, right? It's like they're designed for helping people step into spirituality. That was like the purpose of them. But I think that over time it's like between rules and rules what you can and, and can't do you know, or the discriminations to, of opinions it, or hypocrisy to control populations yes. and wars and all kinds of stuff throughout history that have been held in the name of religion not in the name of god right right Absolutely. you know it's like i think that sometimes like the fear-mongering and that sort of stuff and you know newer um, newer concepts with religion, churches are trying to shift that because they've lost so many right. people, and they're trying to bring people back in. But the only way that they can do that is to you know shift and kind of update their languaging as well. I I have noticed that there's been a lot of updates in language. I haven't noticed as much of. I have seen that some of the newer ministry ministry mm-hmm. has been more. Um, encouragement and connection and um and wanting to answer questions for people that are in need you know that are wondering because before when i was growing up if you ask questions it was like it would be dismissed and never like really looked into because yeah or that's just the way it is you know right that's just the way it is yeah that's like you didn't look just because someone else asked a question well i believe this wholly 100 percent. so this this is the way it is this is the way it is yeah yeah, or well, that's just the God, the way God made it. Right. That's just the way what God said, and it's like, really, what, what, what? Were you listening to God? Because yeah. I, I don't know where it said that. <laughs> <laughs> but pretty but, sure no one can show me where it said that in the Bible. Yeah, but, well, but like, and that's the thing that I found really nice is that I have noticed that people have been really, like, toning that down, right, and trying to have more open discussions. But at the same time, there's still the very strict rules that exist that still turn people off. You know what I'm saying? And there, right. that's a small percentage, like, of the population that, you know, it's just... And it's kind of the same thing. It's like if you go and tell a smoker that they need they shouldn't be smoking because it's bad for you, they're going to go smoke a pack after you told them that. Right. So you're, they're going to... They don't triggers, like to be told what to do. Yeah, it triggers whatever in them that, yeah. you know, had them start that in the first place. But. Yeah. Yeah, and I th- I think that I mean, like I said, you know, growing up in the same church my entire life, and until I got out on my own, um, and then visiting other Southern Baptist churches, and when we would go to see family in Alabama, I mean, they lived in Deep South Alabama, and cool. talking about you know hellfire and brimstone, you know, the, the the minister up there screaming and jumping up and down and telling you how you're going to hell and blah. Um, I scared the crap out of me as a little kid, you know. Yeah, but you know <laughs> Those what? Types though? Of things. It's not. A, it's but like the energy of the choir, though. That would be sick. I, well, and you know that part. It, it's like I I had to get over the trauma before I could even listen. But, <laughs> <laughs> right? Poor but little Andre sitting in the corner. You could see me like. Uh, you know, I don't want to burn. Really, it was really interesting because you know it's like I I I don't ever want to speak ill of my dad because he was an amazing human being, 
And at the same time, he had a bit of a temper. And so all I could see from those lectures that we got was like that God was an angry dad and he was going to spank you if you did something (laughs) wrong. So you better not. You know, it's like I didn't want anything to do with that in my 20s. I was just like, yeah, no, I can't. I can't even hear it. Couldn't even be a yeah, part of it. No. And then, you know, and then over time it was kind of like, you know, I, I did, I explored a lot of other religions yeah. just to, I didn't go to their churches or anything like that, but I read a lot about, um, all Eastern the different philosophies types, yeah. and paganism and, um, even the ancient Egyptian and the native American. And, you know, I just kind of delved into, you know, what, what other spiritual beliefs are out there and what are they saying? Cause I sure as heck don't know what I was supposed to get out of being yelled at. You know, <laughs> it right? doesn't align with me. <laughs> I don't think uh, I work well with uh, that. Like, I don't think I don't think I want somebody yelling at me because I don't want to get spanked. Well, um, and, and, I, and I did the same thing. I, I did. I definitely. I actually left my mom's classic church that her whole family. You know. Like, they didn't go to it for as long, but, you know, they, they had this one Presbyterian church on the corner of Lake Forest that was, you know, that was the church that we mm-hmm. went to. My sister was married there. Like, our family just went there. Um, they had wickedly cool, you know, Christmas Eve ceremonies like, or Christmas Eve church, yes, like, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying, celebration. And I the one thing that I just didn't like is that it was so old school and it was so like you couldn't ask questions and there wasn't any youth and there wasn't there I mean it was just more it was more of your older congregation and so I actually kind of went rogue and went and joined um more of a youthful church that was actually not far from or it was actually closer to our house absolutely loved it dove in embraced all of it went on the you know the church trips the youth group all of it and was happy there and then it actually was the one of the moms that volunteered for the youth group that didn't like how I was living my life or how I was living. And it wasn't, and it was like, you know, like, okay, I had a boyfriend or whatever, but I wasn't doing anything inappropriate. I wasn't take, like taking it too far. I wasn't being like... I wasn't a promiscuous person. Like, you know, it was just, and I didn't like that her approach was judgment. Her approach was, you know, basically saying, oh, you're not doing this right. And I was like, well, that's your personal opinion. And you don't know anything about me and my history. You don't like know anything about my family, my core values. Like you're just making assumptions from what you're seeing from afar. And that's the thing that really rubbed me the right way. And I never went back to the church. Yeah. I never went back to the church. I loved everyone in that youth group. It was a great place. But I noticed that she, there was perceptions within the church that actually blocked people from growth. Mm-hmm. And anytime a child started expanding their light and love and going outside of the box and even just trying to make an impact around them, all with good intent, it was too much. Yes. And so it was like the adults had to pipe down the energy. And it was like, no, that's when you actually pounce and harness kids and let them grow and magnify. Like that's, I mean, I'm, I literally felt like my light was like exploding for blocks. And then as soon as that, I was like, Meh. like, I just, yeah. I had, I was like, it was time to get out. It was time to get out. 
And so, and then that's when I started exploring different philosophies of different religions and things like that. And I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm seeing the similarities between them. I'm seeing the messaging between all of these things. I believe, I know what I believe in from each and every single one of these different things I'm pulling from. And I, and then I noticed also, here's the rules and the, the constraints that is being provided to, you know, keep you in your humanity and not allowing you to connect more. And I was like, I disagree with all of these religions telling people, no, you can't do this or no, you have to eat this or blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, that doesn't make sense to me. And it, and that's where I disaligned from conformative religion. And it wasn't because I'd never saw the bad in it. I just knew what was humanistic, you know, like humanistic physical world control and Mm -hmm. um, programming versus, you know, staying with light and love and letting things harness and grow. And I was like, you know what? I want to stay with the vibage of peace and love and caring for people and helping with humanity and being in that state. And like, cause everything else is just like, it, it drops the level down. Think about the best service or energy that you've ever felt. And then immediately think of when someone's like, rah, rah, rah. like, yeah, and it, the, it drops the level. It's like when it, yeah, it completely takes you out of that higher love. You know, everything that Christ energy and religion is meant to be about everything that spirituality, like growth and spirituality is about when you start going into, um, you know, judgment and um, rules, it's standards, and like and you know, perceptional standards fear, that people have. You know, yeah, putting fear on people, and you know, what's going to happen to you if you, you know, right. watch Harry Potter for God's sakes. <laughs> Or whatever it is. I mean, it, I mean it, what it happened? Like, Most kids made wands out of sticks. I know. And right? they did it at the library and, because and they, the library was doing teaching and, them how. <laughs> and, and they got brave and they believed in themselves. Right. right. Oh my gosh. Why was that a bad thing? Right. It's like giving I, a kid it, a blankie like, when they're born you know, and they love their blankie or their little But it, But it was like, pinky. you know, magic, you know, speaking of magic or magic itself was um, bad or taboo or something like that. And it's like, you know, kids believe in magic whether you talk about it or not until they're 10 yeah. 11 12 years old yeah but they you also know? believe in the lava floor that they're jumping over and that they're invincible that's right yeah <laughs> jump over the lava floor yeah but embrace it harness right. that yeah exactly teach them to grow teach them to go where they need it's like to stop be. don't take away their imagination no because their imagination is actually what's going to have them be expansive and change the world. Change the world, which good Lord knows that these generations coming up are. They need it. They need to be able to feel like they can change the world because they're going to need well, it. It's they not even, it's not even that, that they need it. It's not even that they need to change the world. It's like the world is changing, and for them to adapt, they're going to have to be able to think outside of the box. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And, you know, that's already happening for all of us. So it comes down to like, you know, okay, so adapting versus just just staying with the status quo. <sighs> so adapt, people. And, and grow. <laughs> and grow. Grow with love. <laughs> I'm Abby Fakood. This is another episode of Embracing the Wild. And I'm Audrey Watley. Bye.